got to press record. But my question to you today and my topic today is what do you practice? What do you practice? Now, a, a, a young uh, boy I heard ask this question, what, what do you practice? He said, what, what do you practice? He says, do you practice joy in your life? Do you practice happiness in your life? Do you practice peace in your life? Or do you practice complaining? Because if you practice complaining, you'll get very good at it. You'll get so good at it that everything <coughs> will cause you com to complain. Mm -hmm. You will find fault in everything, even when there is no fault. Amen. But Philippians 2, verse 14 says, do all things without murmuring and disputing. So do you practice complaining? Do you practice anger? Do you practice anger? Because if you practice anger, you will get very good at it. You will get so good at it that every trivial thing will make you angry. Trivial. Even the airline, if you're on an airplane, you look at the seat that's beside you and it angers you because you think that seat's better than the one that you've been given. And that's so unfair to the airlines. So do you practice anger? Because if you do, you'll get very good at it. In Matthew 25, verse 22, but I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Do you practice anger? Does the very trivial things make you angry? When you're riding home and somebody cuts you off, do you get angry? When someone asks you a question that you think they should know the answer to, do you get angry? Do you practice anger? Because if you do, you'll get very good at it. Do you practice being worried? Because if you practice being worried, you'll get very good at it. Because you practice being worried, uh, and if you get so good at it, even the things that were anything will worry you. Anything, even the buffalo you don't have <laughs> will worry you. But God said, but the scripture says in uh, Philippians 4, verse 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, what you worrying for? What, why are you, as a Christian, practicing being worried? You say, I don't practice being worried. But did you toss and turn last night? What, what that was practice. Your, your kids getting on your nerves, and you just don't know what, what's going to happen with them in school. And what, 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 you worry, what are you practicing worrying? Do you worry about the bills that, that are due? Well, he, he, you, you paid the bills in the past and you were there. So why are you practicing worrying? Why are you worrying? What was read into your hearing this morning? Ephesians 
chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, bearing one another in love, enduring to keep, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father in all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But until every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore, I say, when ye ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now, we usually focus on this verses four through uh, four through six. But we sometimes overlook the previous verses, especially one through three. It says, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called with all lowliness and meekness and long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Are we doing that? Walking with all lowliness and meekness, with love. What are we doing? What are you practicing? What are you practicing? Are you practicing affirmation and encouragement? Are you practicing affirmation and encouragement? First Thessalonians chapter one, verses one through eight, it says, Paul, Silas, Timothy, to the church of Thessalonians, and God the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you. We always thank God for all you, all of you, and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before our God and Father, your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you not simply in word, but also with power, mm -hmm. with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. Amen. You know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and the Lord, for you welcome this message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given to the Holy Spirit. And so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you, not only from Macedonia and Achaia, your faith in God became known everywhere. Before we do not need to say anything about it, for they themselves <coughs> report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how they, you turned from God uh, turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven, from whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. It, it, wouldn't that be awesome yeah. 
if someone, if you affirmed someone else, brother, I, I, I appreciate the way that you pray. Mm-hmm. Brother, I appreciate the way that you sing. Mm-hmm. Sister, I just love seeing you come to, to worship service. I, I thank you for what you do. I thank you for the cards. I, I thank you for this and that. What, what if we affirmed one another? What if we encouraged one another? That person that you don't see here today, if you call them and say, bro, man, I, I get uplifted when I see you and I didn't see you today. What if, what if that's what you practice? What do you practice? Will you go home and say, oh, well, let me turn the TV on. What do you practice? What do you practice? Do you practice affirmation and encouragement? Do you practice love? Do you practice love? Because if you did, you will get very good at it. You will get so good at it, you will be patient and kind. You will not envy or boast, mm-hmm. you will not be puffed up with pride, That's right. and you will not keep record of others' wrongs. Man. Do you practice love? Luke chapter 10. And this is uh, one of the scholars asking Jesus, you know, what, what, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And you know, God said, uh, Jesus said, well, what, what does the scripture say? And he answered, this is Luke chapter 10, verse 27 through 37. He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, you have answered correctly. Jesus replied, do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down to Jerusalem and uh, to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, He passed by on the other side. So, too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan also, uh, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds poured on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him uh, to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robber. The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him, and Jesus told him, go and do likewise. 
Do you practice love? <laughs> Jesus said, go and do likewise. That's right. Is this the type of thing that you are practicing? If you practice love, you'll get very good at it. You'll get very good at it. So what do you practice? Do you practice hospitality? Because if you practice hospitality, you will get very good at it. You will get so good at it that you will give somebody your sandwich, even if your stomach is growling. And not only that, but you will pray for them that they will be blessed going forward. Is that the kind of hospitality that you are practicing? Romans 12, verses 9 through 13 says, Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourself. Mm -hmm. Never be lacking in zeal. But keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord, uh, Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Do you practice this hospitality? First Peter chapter 4, verses 7 through 11. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert. And of sober mind, so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Amen. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its uh, various forms. If anyone speaks, They should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that it all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Now, do you practice hospitality? What do you practice? What do you practice? Do you practice prayer? Do you practice praying? Because if you practice praying, you will get very good at it. You will get so good at it that Jesus will know who you are. And you'll be able to get a prayer through. And he will answer your prayer. Do you practice praying? Luke chapter 11. Verses one through nine. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he seized, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, when ye pray, say, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done as in heaven, as in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And he said unto them, which of you shall have a friend 
and shall go unto him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine is in uh, his journey and has come to me, and I have nothing set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, trouble me not. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needed. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and ye in the door, uh, and it shall be opened unto you. Do you practice praying? You have not because you ask not. You're going through it the way you're going through it because you're not praying. Do you practice praying? As a Christian, we have to practice praying. This is our communication to God. So what do you practice? Do you only practice when you're about to eat something? Jesus wept. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Do you practice when you're on your way to bed and then you doze off and don't even get to get to the part to say, in Jesus name, I pray. Mm -hmm. What what do you practice? Or do you practice as you're struggling on your job? Do you say, Lord, help me get through this? Thank you for letting me get to my job. Thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you for letting me get on my feet. What what do you practice? As a Christian, we ought to practice praying. Do you practice reading the Bible? Because if you practice reading the Bible, you will get very good at it. You will get so good at it that God, uh, you will get so good at it that you would uh, know what the Bible says. You will actually study to show thyself approved unto God. You will become a workman that needeth not be ashamed. You will be rightfully, you will rightfully divide the word of truth. That's right. If you read the Bible, if you practice reading the scripture, do you only look at the scripture when you hear? Do you only look at the scripture when it's up here on the board? Do you only look at the scripture on Wednesday night? What do you practice? James 1, 22 through 25. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forget what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, and that's the word, and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So what do you practice? Do you practice Reading the scripture. As a Christian, what are you practicing? Well, I propose that you practice being a Christian. Now, all of these things we are commanded to do, to love and to have hospitality and, and to pray. Are you practicing being a Christian? Do you struggle? 
Well, practice makes perfect. The more you do these things, the better off you're going to be. You must practice being a Christian. James chapter 8, verses 31 and 32. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if ye continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You must abide in the word. What are you doing as a Christian? Are we practicing being a Christian? Mm. Now, in order to do that, you know, we always look at, at you know, Ephesians chapter 4, 4 through 6. You know, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. We, we'll, we'll touch on that uh, at 11 o'clock. We always touch, but don't omit the other part that we're supposed to do. Mm. And we should be practicing meekness, long-suffering, yeah. kindness, love. Those are the things that we must do. Those are the things that we must do. So I ask you today the question, what are you practicing? You know, I I hope that, you know, you know, I I like putting up a bunch of scriptures. But that's all we can do. That's all I can do is give you the scripture. That's, that's all preaching is about, is, is proclaiming God's word and putting an application to it. So we have read the scripture, told us what to do as Christians. But those things don't happen without you doing your part. Jesus has already done his part. God has done his part. There's nothing else that he can do. The rest is up to you. He has given you a sound mind. Now, everyone in here has a sound mind mind. Most of you drove here. So I know you can put two and two together. And and I think we are all smart enough to know that if we don't study like we should, if we don't love like we should, then those things fall away. Those things, what you don't practice, you know, the, the, the athlete, you know, if they wait till the season start to start practicing, it's too late. They didn't put it, they get out of what they put into it. So you're going to get out of Christianity what you put into it. It's your effort, the amount of effort. If, if you're one of those that, Lord, you know, which I'm not, not saying not to, but if you're always asking for strength, if you're always asking to be a better Christian, which we all should, but if you don't see yourself growing along the way, hmm, that's on you. God has laid, the, the, the word is what it is. Every application in life, no matter what you're going through, it's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It tells us what to do in certain situations. Mm-hmm. So whatever you're going through, if you're downtrodden, it tells us what to do. If you're dealing with your kids, it tells you what to do. If you're suffering on the job, if you, your bills, what, whatever it may be, it tells us what to do. But you won't know that if you don't study like you should, if you don't practice reading the Bible. Amen. If you hit and miss, that, that's, not, that's not good practice. So what you put into it, the better you're going to be as a Christian. Amen. Whatever you face, you're going to go through it and, and come out on the other side and say, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I ask you the question today, what are you practicing? So when you leave here today, throughout this week, I, I hope when you wake up, you say, man, you know, let, let me put my work in. Let me put my practice in. Let me pray. When you pray all day, pray without ceasing. 
Pray fervently. Don't, don't just say, Jesus, well, thank you, Lord. Amen. Spend some time Amen. having a conversation with God. Amen. Spend some time there. That's where your blessings are coming from. And he, he, how, how, how you think he's going to know you when you don't even have a conversation with him? Amen. How do you think he's going to know you when you pray and, and you fall asleep? What, what are you getting through? That's right. When you see someone at work or when you see someone who's downtrodden and you just walk by on the other side of the road, how can they know that you are a Christian? Someone at work that's gossiping and then and, and you say, well, I'm not gossiping with them. But then you start giggling. How will they know <laughs> that you are a Christian? What are you practicing? What are you practicing? That's my question for you today. That's my message for you today. What are you practicing? But as we always are here, I, I don't see any visitors, but, you know, one thing for sure, you know, and, 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 and Brother Jackson mentioned this on Wednesday. You know, when, when we go to the Church of Christ, we, we, we all have to be preaching and teaching the same thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and if you happen to go visit somewhere else and all is well and, and, and you never hear them mention the Church of Christ, you never hear them mention uh, the plan of salvation. That ain't right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That ain't right. Mm -hmm. So no matter what the subject is, the invitation must always be given. Amen. That's right. You know, we'll, we'll probably get into that. We're studying the, 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 the uh, origins of the church on Wednesday night. And, and Brother Jackson did an awesome job on Wednesday in the book of Acts. Amen. And we'll continue that. So please come out on Wednesday night. And I'll, I'll touch on that at 11 o'clock as well. But be careful where you go because everybody ain't practicing the same thing. <laughs> Just because the name is out there, we ain't all practicing to say. So my, my, not only my question, but my thing to you, make sure we're practicing God's word. If you're here today, if, if you haven't given your life over to Christ, let today be today. Let today be the day. You, you know what to do. You've heard God's word. You've believed it. You've heard the story. You believe that God created heaven and earth. Mm -hmm. You believe in the Trinity, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You believe that Jesus came down uh, on earth and suffered, bled, and died for our sake just to please the Father. He was that ultimate atonement for us. You believe that. Amen. And you are willing to even confess that Jesus is the Son of God. Well, you have to go one more step, I mean, another, another step, which is repent. And you say, well, I ain't done nothing wrong. But you've heard the gospel, and you know that baptism is essential to salvation. Amen. But that's, if, you ain't, if you claim you ain't done nothing else wrong, you ain't done that right, <laughs> you need to repent and get it right. Amen. And be baptized for the remission of your sin. And like 1 Peter uh, 3, 21, 22 says, it's not... It's not to go and, and clean your body off. That ain't what it's about. That you, you, you need to put some soap and all that. No. It's for a good conscience towards God. Amen. That's how you get things right. And then live faithful until death. Amen. So if you have not done that, that's the invitation. It, it doesn't get any more complex than that. It doesn't get any simpler. That is what it is. Mm -hmm. 
So if you would like to do that today, don't, don't put off today. Don't put it off. And if you also find yourself in sin, we know that that sin is going to separate you from Christ. And where he is, if you die in your sin, you can't go. So whatever it is, whatever it is, if you found yourself gossiping throughout the week, you know, if you, 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 you found yourself, you know, angry, worrying, all these things, if you, if you sin throughout the week, impure thoughts, no matter what it is, God has blessed you with breath today to get it right. Mm -hmm. So let us pray for you. You're not in this alone. That's, why, that's what we're here for. It's not only to worship God. That's the main thing. But it's also to admonish one another. Whatever you're going through, I guarantee you somebody else has to. Guarantee you. It don't matter what it is. I guarantee you somebody else has gone through it as well. So today I ask that you make your petitions known and let us pray for you. Let us pray with you. Let us help admonish you. Let's build each other up. Encourage one another. That's what it's about. So as we stand, what is the song? 111. 111. As we stand, please make your petitions known.